What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB, and welcome to the Heart Combos podcast, where we believe it's not a hard conversation, it's a heart conversation. Usually, I am joined by my co-host, Raffinay, but today, I am really excited about my guest. Okay, so, we have known each other from a distance since, like, 2010, okay? We've been in and out <laughs> of the similar spaces, interacting with ministry and music. I DJed her wedding. And mm-hmm. I just admired her journey and enjoyed listening to her content, whether that be like IG, a podcast, a sermon, or even her latest book, Gay Girl, Good God. So please help me welcome to the show, the one, the only, Jackie <laughs> Kilpickle. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> that's my, that's, that's my, your, uh, that's your clap track. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll just slap some clap. Okay. <laughs> What's up? Thank you so much for being here. No problem. It, it feels fun to talk to you in Quick Trips parking lot. Hey, you know what? I, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Make some yeah. space to get along. You just have to be a gas station. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Listen, today we are going to talk about building intimacy and friendship as an artist and an influencer. And I figure she's probably one of the the most popular ones I know. So... <laughs> So I would actually we should just have this conversation with her. And so uh let's just go ahead and jump right in. So yeah. for, for the people who, who listen to the podcast who have not met you or don't know of you, can you please tell us who you are, what you do, and then uh something people may or may not know about you. Yeah. Uh Jackie Hill Perry. I live in Atlanta with my husband of almost six years, Preston. Uh, we have two children. My oldest is Eden, she's five, my youngest is Autumn, she's one. Uh, I am a writer, author, poet, rapper, Bible teacher. I think that's all the things. Um, so yeah, I just, anything with words, uh, I try to do uh, to the best of my ability. Oh, fun fact. Uh, I'm left-handed. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> a Really? Thing. Yeah. Mm. Because I, I feel like I always have to communicate that on Instagram because people will think that I'm showing off my wedding ring when I'm talking. And it's like, uh. no, I'm, I'm left-handed. <laughs> so, the, the you know, if I'm making gestures with my left hand, that's what you're going to see. It's not me flexing. So. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that... Um, somebody could think that as I'm doing but I I think I think it's just a tendency of people not all people but many people on Instagram to project and so you think that if you had a ring that looks a certain way that's what you would do to to show it Ah. and so you assume that I'm doing the same thing but I don't I don't flex I don't I don't get any joy from you seeing my ring and thinking that I'm somebody that's just that's not my thing so not yeah, like if I want to show it, is, I'm gonna just actually show it. I'm not gonna do it in a. <laughs> I'm not gonna be like subtle about it. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's social media. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Listen, I, I, my wedding ring has been gone. I've been married almost eight years, and it's been gone eight years. What do you? Uh, what do you mean? So, my first year of marriage, I lost my ring. Um, on my husband's birthday. Uh, so we had been married maybe like I don't know four or five months. We had been on an international tour together, all this stuff. And I lost it the morning of his, his birthday, trying to make him some bacon. Oh, um, it was okay. ridiculous. Don't ask. I was rushing to a, uh, to a rehearsal and I don't, I, I wear a lot of holy jeans. It, it was, was just a, a sad situation, but I could not, 
I couldn't find it. And and it's just been gone since. And I and but I'm not the jewelry wearing type in that sense. Okay. You get what I mean? Like so I've had a little athletic band on my ring finger. Uh, you need to just get the just <laughs> like, go ahead and get the little Beyonce tattoo. Hey. Get the little yeah, <laughs> call it a day. Listen, I got these figure tattoos and they and they they be wearing, but but yeah, I hey to each his own. If you want if you want it, you know, your your finger to have a whole rock on it, go for it. If you want the tattoo, go for it. But I, I just think that is so yeah, interesting. It but thank you for that no fun problem. fact. I don't think anybody I, I would I've ever interviewed would have said that. <laughs> um, so to my next question, could you tell us a little bit about your background when it comes to friendships, okay? So have you always been a friendly person? Mm. Um, what does that look like for you over the years? Yeah. Um, have you always had a lot of friends? Do you run in big circles? No. Um, I mean, if you want to give some context to kind of your story and yeah. and give people give people that you can, but, but what does friendship look like for you? Yeah, friendship has always been really complicated for me um, since I was young. When, like, when I, I remember the early days, I went to this one school, and I were like, you know, kindergarten, first grade, and I had friends. Um, and then I moved to another school and we started a uh, school of uh, like middle of the school year, which is always terrible uh, <laughs> because mm-hmm. like friendships mm-hmm. have been established yep. already. And I walked into the mm-hmm. classroom and I started crying, you know, and that was because at the time I, I didn't know that I just have like social anxiety. And so to just see all of these mm. kids just staring at me. I didn't know what to do. And so that whole year, my whole third grade year, I got bullied. And my mother, she she was being well-meaning, but what she told me, low-key stayed with me, which was they saw you cry, so they thought you were weak. That's why they're making fun of you. And so I attributed, mm. oh, weakness is the reason y'all are being mean to me. So let me just not be weak. Let me be mean to you so that you'll leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's where my sarcasm, my funniness, like all of that came out of me learning how to defend myself. Um, so with that, yes. I think going into middle school, high school, I just was never really the cool kid. I was like, a, mm-hmm. I just... You know, popular kids are a certain kind of person, and I'm just not that. <laughs> like, I couldn't dance. I I didn't have all the boys. I wasn't light-skinned. Like, I just wasn't all those things. And so that's why it's so ironic now that I'm in the space that I'm in where so many people want to be my friend or want to be around me um, because of whatever identity mm. they believe that I have. And so, yeah, friendship is always has always been difficult. But... I think to that point also, I've always been okay with just having very, like if it's a small group of friends, I'm cool with that as long as they are loyal and meaningful. I don't need to have 20, 30 mm-hmm. friends. I'm I'm cool with five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm. Which kind of leads me back to the topic of the, of the podcast today. And that's the building intimacy and friendship as an artist and influencer. I can imagine that there is kind of that hesitancy to let people in because of your your platform, yeah. right? So you're like, man, this is just ironic that everybody wants to be mm-hmm. my friend now because of the amount of exposure that you have. And so, how do you navigate that? What it, what does that look like for you? Is that a, is it a is it a thing? Do you go to like do events and people are like, let's yeah, be they friends. Do. Like, can I have your they number? Do. Or is it? Is it that awkward and, and, and blatant yeah. or, or what? what is it? Well, a part of it is I, I try to be as personable as I can. And so I think just whether it's Instagram or however people have like interacted with me, I think they feel like I'm normal, which I am. 
Um, and that like I remind them of people that they're cool with. And so I think when they see me in person, it's just like we should connect. And it's like, ah, ah, but <laughs> like I'm still like introverted <laughs> as a bug. And it, it's hard to 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 understand that when you're a public figure. But um friendship is weird and sticky. I, I, I said this recently to somebody that as my platform has grown, friendship has gotten harder. Um, and that's because mm-hmm it's hard to build new friendships when you come into a space and people already have a sense of who you are. I feel like I never have the chance to actually introduce myself with a blank slate, you know? So like, for example, when we moved Mm -hmm. to Atlanta, um, anybody under 30, not everybody, but many of the people under 30 in my church already knew me. And so they already have this perception of who Jackie Hill Perry is. And so it's like I have to Mm -hmm. undo this this baggage and deconstruct that you just see stories and posts and tweets. But that does not make up the whole of who I am. Um, But also having to Mm -hmm. like discern, do you want to meet up with me for coffee just to really meet up with me? Or is it because you want to let people know that you met up with me? Um, and I've had, mm, I've had mm. those kinds of situations where it's like we out and I've taken the risk of inviting you into my world, into my space, but the whole time you just Instagramming it. And it's just like, uh, like that type mm. of stuff makes me, um, just cool on certain friendships. So. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that that, that tension is, is difficult. Um, then makes, makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I I had a mentor once tell me that um, I had the ability to make a person feel like they were the only person in the room. Um, Like when I could like would connect with them after a show or whatever. And most of that is, I think I am genuinely interested Mm -hmm. in people. Uh, I'm sure there are temperaments and personalities who they're not really interested. They fake it. (laughs) Like if there's not, if there's not like a, um, some type of common ground or common, you know, but for me, like, a stranger on the street, and I am actually a hardcore extrovert, so that would make us completely <laughs> different. Um, in that, I want to recharge with people. I could be exhausted and be like, "I need, I need yeah. somebody here," you know. Um, but the, it, it's 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 so interesting that people like that you share. People have this perception of who you are online, and they they kind of almost fall in love with that. You know, they 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 get excited about mm-hmm. that person. And then when they meet you, they want you to kind of show up, <laughs> you know, like in that way and think that, oh, I can have a connection with her that is like what I have seen on social media. And that and that is not the case. I always say that people are probably extremely underwhelmed when they really yeah. get to know me <laughs> because what they see, you know, on stage and is DJ KB. And now, you know, is this part combos person of a, of a thing, you know, they're like. Oh, in like real life, she's real regular. Um, and we all are. That's <laughs> like, the thing. We really regular. all are. I think Jesus is the only Absolutely. person that you can get close to and they actually become bigger than what you expected them to be. Uh, but I feel like good. us as human beings, the closer you get to us, I think the less impressive we are. <laughs> so it's- Absolutely. I would agree. I would agree. So let's talk about the friendships that you actually you know, do have, you have this circle of people that you, you feel connected with. What is connecting with them look like being that you travel a lot and, um, you know, there's such a demand on your time, you know, any given day. Um, 
connection is connection actually got difficult when I got married <laughs> because it was like, you know, mm -hmm. now I, now oh. I have this person who, you know, is prioritized above everybody else that I need to serve. And then when I had children, it was just like, man, I really don't have the same margin as I used to have. But I think one thing that's really funny that I enjoy is that pretty much every friend that's actually very close to me is single. Every friend that I have. And so that has allowed me to be able to be really flexible because they are the kinds of friends I could just text like, hey, you want to go do something today? They ain't got nobody to talk to. They ain't got no kids to drop off. Mm -hmm. It's just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just, they ready to go. <laughs> uh, I think if I had mostly married friends, it would be much more um, like all my married friends, I have to schedule stuff out. My, my single friends, I ain't going to do none of that. Um, I think connection, Absolutely. I make a priority for connection just because I need it. I need, I need mm. friendships and I need people around me that I could one fully be myself with, but I don't feel, but people, I don't feel the burden of being a teacher or being on, if that makes sense. But I, I've, I've tried to make in the last uh, two years, probably friendships super um, like a priority just because my husband cannot be my primary friend. Like he mm. doesn't even have the kind of capacity to serve me in that way. Well, that's, um, a, word. that's a word right there. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, seriously. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of women, married and unmarried, I think have this perception that their husband will satisfy all of their needs relationally. Mm. Um, I think they anticipate that, which is why they, they focus so much on getting a man, so to speak, <laughs> than actually cultivating friendships before they're married. Hello. Uh, but then on the other side of marriage, they're like, oh, I'm married now and we got this, you know? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that a wife should not be enthusiastic or excited about building, you know, cultivating that oneness in marriage. Um, I'm not saying she should be indifferent and that that should not be a priority, a relationship. But it's interesting to hear you say, um, you know, something that I feel like I say all the time. And that is like, yeah, no, you're not going to get it all from, from no. Him. And he's not going to get it off of me. And exactly. so even I, I push him into, you know, no, go hang out, go play basketball, oh, go, girl, do, go do something. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it's just, it's the primary principle is that of community. Marriage is a community just as much as friendship is a community. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in the same way in the church where, you know, the hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. Yeah. The same way in which I need other parts of the body um, in our you know, what's the word, our desire to serve God, I need other kinds of people to really feel or even try to maintain some sense of wholeness and identity. Um, and so for me, just having friends has been a really safe place for me and a place where I could just breathe, you know, and, and be better. That's very, very good. Very, very good. That's, that's a whole top podcast topic right there. But that that's very, very good. Tell me what um, as you talk about being intentional in your friendships over the past, you know, few years, what what do heart combos look like for for those relationships? Uh, you know, I um, heart combos is my thing, right? And and it's simply an acronym for our listeners who, if this is your first episode, um, let me just break it down for you really quickly. <clears throat> heart combos are just intentional conversations uh, that I believe are necessary for people to navigate the unhealthy parts and the difficult parts of friendship and really any relationship. <clears throat> so, so the acronym is simply, um, your conversations need to involve honesty. Um, they need to be eloquent sized, authentic, real, and transparent. And, um, 
yeah, if you if you really want to dive into what all of that looks like, you got to go all the way back to season one because because <laughs> we, <laughs> we uh well praise God we're on season two of the of the uh, podcast, but yeah, in season one I, I go into what each of those things mean. But for you, Jackie, and your friendships, what what do heart combos look like for you guys? Um, so I think two things. One is a lot of my deep deeper more long-lasting friendships are local uh a lot of my really long long-lasting friends live in st louis where i'm from Mm -hmm. um and so there's like that that level of camaraderie and loyalty and love but not i don't even see them and so i don't have those kinds of conversations but with that with the people that i'm friends with now they're so new that heart conversations actually feel premature mm. just because it's like one i don't trust you to that degree yet i'm still figuring you out mm-hmm. um and in figuring you out i'm still trying to discern between doing like you know how like some people can do things that are triggering to you but you actually just need time to get to know why they do what they do so you're not so easily offended or confused mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so i feel like i'm more in that space where I'm still getting to know friendships. Now, um, I've had, I'm trying to be careful. I've had (laughs) situations with friends where I saw that things were not okay and they were weird and awkward. And I was praying like, God, I don't know why we are this way. Did I do something? And I, what, what I did do, I think with the heart combo thing is I felt like instead of defaulting to my, my normal thing is to just disregard it and be like, Hey, if you want to do you go do you, I can do me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like the more godly thing was to lean into it and figure out, have I sinned against you in some way for the reason that we are where we are instead of accusing the other person, I figured maybe I did something. And so I initiated a conversation that was hard and that was awkward and weird, but it actually put us back on the right track. Um, and mm. so, but mm. that, that came with me knowing this person a decade now where <laughs> okay. it was, it was, it was, and I say that because it was a friendship that I was unwilling to let go because of something minor. Sure. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was just like, no, we put in too much work for <laughs> us to just let this like fall by the wayside over some feelings and some emotions. Yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like if I'm, if I'm there with you, I'm willing to go there with you. But if you, if you new to the game, I don't even know who you are yet. for me to to go there I got you I got you okay so my last question then is um you know and and maybe it also piggybacks off what you just said you know friendships are complicated at times you know they they take time to develop um and to and to cultivate um we know that no friendship is perfect right and so with, if a person is listening to this conversation right now, they, they're familiar with your platform and, and they just kind of admire your perspective and your wisdom, what tips or perspectives can you give people that might help them maintain healthy, loving, strong, you know, friend, friendships? Do you have any insight? And in, I mean, it could be just practical wisdom, biblical wisdom, whatever, yeah. you, whatever you have. Could you leave us with something? Man, um, that's hard. Because if there is any relationship that matters the most, I think it's friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess one thing that I've seen destroy friendships is uh, a lack of hu- humility and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. 
like seeing that how you are, uh, whatever it is that makes you tick, not being aware of those things can really mess up a friendship because you can start to assume that things are happening that aren't actually happening. You're just triggered. Your trauma is making you think that my friend friend is abandoning me or mm-hmm. she's rejecting mm-hmm. me or she did this because she secretly don't like me or maybe she's jealous of me, which is narcissistic to think that people are jealous of you just because might be acting a certain way and so I I just I feel like the more self-aware I've become the better friend I've been because Mm -hmm. I can then identify that this person is not trying to be like my dad or this person is not trying to harm me or abuse me they're just they just forgot to text me back that's (laughs) just all that's literally all that happened like it just wasn't it wasn't a thing um I think that's one and I think praying for your friends being uh, like an intercessor for my friendships has made me super intentional even when we hang out Mm -hmm. because I'm like oh when you ask me to pray for this I pray for how are you how are you dealing with it and I'm not only praying for them and intentional with them but I'm looking forward to the answer so that I could rejoice with them whether that be a job whether that be growth spiritually whether that be mind renewal like I think praying for your friends makes you a better servant of your friends which I think just makes a good friendship so yeah that's some stuff that's really good yeah thank you so much for for just kind of that bit of encouragement there on the end I I recently um well actually yesterday because I'm in Brooklyn just sat down with um, a group of women and one of the things that was just a resounding theme was just I don't know how and so um people can get to this place where they they acknowledge like hey i need to heal in this area or i do have trauma or um, Mm -hmm. i'm bringing baggage or you know what i'm saying like i'm projecting onto i know these new people that i'm meeting what someone else has done for me but they don't know where the change needs to come right they're like i have acknowledged that this is what happened that was probably not okay i want health i don't really know how to pursue it right Mm. and so um which is which is where I come in, you know. I, I feel like my spiritual gift is exhortation, but you know, mm-hmm. I I'm like, okay, I want you to know how. I want you to be able to to say, like, I I feel some kind of way because they didn't text me back, and now that has led me down this rabbit hole of abandonment. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> now I'm like, and so I, and I'm like, yeah, let's let's just backtrack a little bit. Let's bring it bring it back. Um, you need to deal with that. And that, that comes, I think with, with a licensed clinician or therapy, you know, Jesus Mm. therapy is, is, is the formula (laughs) for, uh, for, for that, for sure. Um, as far as today and and how you going to work through them, not texting you, let, let's just have a a conversation and communicate. (laughs) I I, I think we, we, as a people, I don't know if it's, I'm sorry, you got my, my, my blinker thing. I don't know if it's how we've been parented, which I think is a factor, mm-hmm. but we really suck at communication. Girl. And then we wonder why when we get married, we don't know how to communicate because we haven't been practicing it at all with uh. our, with our bosses, with our dorm mates, with our friendships. Like, th- like we have to learn how to say, hey, I just need clarity on this because <laughs> yes. this is what... This is what I'm thinking and feeling, but I actually want you to speak into the reality of the situation. Absolutely. And it just would make everything so much better. It would. And I and that is the premise of the entire platform, which, you know, and so to your point, you you probably are having heart combos with, with the people that that's you just true. Said, like with, with that you just met. Because 
essentially, I mean, a heart convo is relevant for every single relationship dynamic, but specifically in these, in this level of friendship, it's like, Hey, are you just communicating that you're disappointed or that you had an expectation for them to text mm -hmm. you back and they haven't. Mm -hmm. And so when they don't within like a certain time block, it makes you feel some kind of way. Like, have you just verbalized that unspoken mm -hmm. expectation? Because if you do that, you get what I mean? That person then has the opportunity to, to say, hey, oh, my bad, I can agree or express to you that, hey, I'm not able to do that. And then yep. we can work on it from there. But to your point, no one is talking. And when they do talk, they're not talking about things that matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that is the whole premise of Heart Combos for me and why I get on these soapboxes on, on IG randomly, you know, all day, every day is because I'm like, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And yes, this is a deep issue. And I'm I'm sure there's there's history and things that we need to dig. But just from a surface level, you've not even just expressed that this is what you want. Yeah. So let's just start there. Let's yeah. you know, like, um, because that that is a starting point that could yeah. bear some fruit that might actually just fix whatever the surface issue was yeah. or at least and get it, you to the next thing. It gets easier as you do it. And not to, to, to keep talking, but I was just going to add... I found I realized that it gives people an opportunity to grow like when I withhold information or offense then I, I in one way or another don't allow my friend to become aware of their own issues and their own selfishness and their own pride so that they can then go to the father and say hey God this is in me my friend just exposed it help me yeah like but if yeah. I keep it to myself I, in one way or another, like exclude them from being able to be sanctified in the way that God is leading them to. So, yeah. no, that's but. that's very, very, very good. Well, look, thank you so much for making time to have this conversation today. Um, just let people know where they can get um, access to you. If they're like, hey, I like this girl. I want to hear more from her. Where can they find you? Um, how can they get access to your book? All of those things. Yeah, all the fancy stuff is just JackieHillPerry.com. So, well, there pretty we go. easy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, JackieHillPerry.com. Well, thank you so much again for making time to have this conversation around friendship today. Um, love you so much. So thankful um, for for the gift God has given you and for you just being you. I mean, it's been pretty consistent since I've known you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, thank so, you, Kristen. So, so I appreciate that. Um, all right, then. Until next time, you guys remember, it is not a hard conversation. It's a hard conversation. All right. Peace.